Good morning, everybody. Come on, poke your neighbor and say you're in the right place today. Come on, tell them that you're in the right place today. Come on, we just finished. Today is our culmination of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Come on, everybody. Yeah, we believe you're stronger on the inside and thinner on the outside. Come on, somebody. Not just getting thin, but getting strong. Amen, everybody? Come on, the outward man is perishing, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. Come on, everybody. Even though outward, come on, I was doing a little bit of exercise this morning before church. It's kind of my routine, and I was doing some planks. You know what a plank is? And, and uh, come on, that, I just I like to do some cardio and a little bit of, uh, 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 I've got a whole ab kind of thing. Uh, and uh, I didn't have a shirt on that time. I know that's alarming. I didn't have a shirt on. And, and as I was doing a plank, I, I was looking at my sag. I just got sag, and I was going, oh, my gosh. I can't wait for glorified body. Come on, somebody. No sagging. Come on, no Botox. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all clapping too much for the Botox. Come on. <laughs> We're glad that you're here with us. Hey, just uh, heads up, if you've not partnered with us in the church with taking your connection in the church to the next level, Thursday nights for you. We're having growth track one day, Thursday night at 6.30. We'll be meeting right over here in the green room. And it's just a way to take your serving to understand about the church a little bit more. And then just to, to get plugged in and connected to the church. Uh, on the wall back there is our fourfold vision. We want you to know God. We want you to know God better. We, we want you to find freedom, find freedom and connection with people in the church, small groups and, and serve groups as well. We want you to discover your purpose, what God's actually gifted you and graced you to do, not only for his kingdom, but in life as well. And, and, and then we want you just to make a difference. And we believe you make a difference when you just get busy doing what God's called you to do. And, and it's not just natural things, it's spiritual things as well. So if you haven't done that, Thursday night, about two hours, 6.30 to 8.30, we'll be here. We'll follow along some booklets. We'll take a spiritual gifting test and just we'll, we'll get you thinking more about who God's made you to be so you can serve effectively in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody clap your hands, all you people. Come on, want you help us do that. I've got the privilege of just sharing with you a couple of scriptures or one scripture in particular just concerning the offering. Uh, before we do that, let me just give a shout out to everybody that's partnered with us with Heart for the House. Our Heart for the House giving is going to be going, we started the end of last year in December, and we're going to continue in through the month of March to help uh, our, our uh, youth facility, which is out there, the Vive Student Ministries building, get all fixed up. We can't let you in that building right now. The roof is collapsing. It's just been in, uh, we, we, we've done lots of stuff. It seems like the termites are winning. Come on, somebody. But we're getting ready to kick the termites out. And because of your generosity. And we've received already a little over $22,000. Come on, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we just, uh, someone just told us this week that they pledged to give $5,000. So come on, that's $27,000. So come on. Uh, and, and so we are on our way. We are on our way to having a facility, a place for our kids, the next generation. How many think that's important? Come on, as we look at the next generation, when they have a place, a space, 
uh, that uh, right now I saw Giuseppe's outside, Ashley probably with the kids, and they're grabbing a couple. You can't see it. I can, I, I can see what's going on. They grab some of the chairs under the umbrellas, and they take them over here uh, outside. They've been outside when it's raining under the tent. They, they've, they've just made it work at their house. We want a spot here, so thank you for your consideration and prayer and sacrifice. A lot of us are getting some tax returns probably coming up. Maybe you consider doing that. Maybe you've got a bonus coming up. Maybe you consider giving part of that. Or somebody, some people have done before, they've just given it all. I'm just telling you, whatever God's got in your heart to do, I would encourage you to do it and do it quick. Come on, any good farmer knows if I've got good seed, it's not doing me any good in my bucket. I got to get it in the ground. Come on, somebody. Seed produces in the ground. Shout yes, somebody. So let me give you a scripture this morning, a great scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 13. It'll be on the screen back there. Come on, Amy's got it for us. Our team, come on, give it up for our team back in the back. Would you do that, media team, Carl, Alex, Amy? Come on, clap. They do a great job every week. Yeah. We got some others that help us back there. Again, you can help us back there too. You can serve if you've got some talent and you want to learn some stuff. Help us back there. Great scripture, Ecclesiastes 5:13. There's a severe evil, Solomon wrote, which I've seen under the sun, riches kept for their owner to his own hurt. I've seen this severe evil, that there are riches that the owner kept, and it didn't bless them, it hurt them. Uh, I think one of the great, one of the uh, most, uh, I can't even think of the, great, the word I want to say, but just a tragedy would be, that you would have something that God says, you've got my stuff. That's my stuff, and you've got it. And Solomon's telling us that a person can have wealth and riches and all kinds of things that go with it, but those riches weren't actually helping them. Those riches were actually hurting them. And so I would say, we said this before, but we, we, we've got it here for you, is the wealth that enslaves, wealth that enslaves the owner isn't wealth. Riches that enslave the owner isn't real riches. So a question we'd ask is, are, are your riches serving you or are you serving your riches? Are, are you, does, does the money you have own you or do you own the money? Meaning you're liberal, you're free, you're generous. Riches kept or riches given? And so many in our church have figured that out and partnered with us in tithes and offerings and sacrificial giving for stuff like the youth facility and doing the things that we do, missions coming, missionaries coming in, things that go on consistently, just being generous, being liberal. And I can tell you from experience, not only from my life and Kimberly's life personally, but the people I talk to, the happiest people in this church are the most liberal people in this church. Come on, somebody clap all you want. Come on, clap. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, I mean, we're talking about multimillionaires. We're just talking about people that have decided I'm going to partner with God and I don't care what it looks like, but I'm going to honor God with the top of my finances, the top of my check. I'm going to honor God with my resources and my wealth. And he said he would add all things to me. Aren't you glad God's got a bigger shovel than you? Come on, everybody. So as we seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, he's going to add all things to you. Don't, don't be concerned. He takes care of the birds. He takes care of the flowers. He is going to take care of you. So have you got any riches that you shouldn't have? That God says, you've got my stuff. And maybe you're trying to figure out life on your own. Maybe you're trying to figure out inflation on your own. 
Maybe you're trying to figure out how to pay that kid's college on your own. Maybe you're trying to figure out uh, uh, rent and, and, and mortgage rates on, on your own. I, I would encourage you to step back and let God talk to your heart and partner with Him and let's see in 2023 what happens in your life in the financial realm. Is that all right, everybody? Come on, say amen, say amen, amen. It's just the truth. Come on, it's just the truth. So let's pray. Father God, we love you today. We thank you as we bring our tithes and offerings to you that you're watching over the word to perform it. We're not a performer. We're just the believer. We act on the word of God, and you said you'd partner with us, and you would increase us, Lord God, more and more. I pray that for everyone in our church, Lord God. We don't search for money. We don't seek money. We don't, we're content with such things as we have. But, Father, we want increase for the kingdom. We want increase for your cause. We want increase so we can give to those good works all around us that you place on our heart. So we ask you, Lord God, today to do it. And we thank you that you're faithful in Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. And all God's people in the back said? Amen. And all the people around the church said a big amen one more time. Amen. Amen, amen means so be it. Last week we started talking about a series, or a couple weeks, we'll probably go one more week, just about prayer. We think it's important that you and I develop a prayer life. We think that prayer is the lifeblood of a believer. Your word time, your prayer time needs to be just like you getting up in the morning and breathing. It should be something in your life that's just part of your everyday life, a communication with God. I want to talk to you today about what I'm just calling the beauty of morning prayer. The beauty of morning prayer. Um, I've had people tell me this all the time is that I can't pray in the morning. I just simply have a, I, I can't pray in the morning. I, I just, there's no time in the morning. My, my, my reply to that is always, I've got, anybody can pray in the morning. Anybody can pray in the morning. And here's how you do it. Go to bed earlier. Come on, somebody. <laughs> go, go to bed earlier. I, I mean, just, you know, your life isn't my life, but, but uh, uh, I have positioned my life that prayer is extremely important to me. So I shut down by nine o'clock every night. I, I shut down. I shut down, my, my, my life is, is, or I don't have small kids now, and I, my, um, we, are, we are empty nesters now, but even when we were empty nesters, that was kind of like the, 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 the flow of our life, a little bit later when the kids were younger and, and teenage years, uh, but, but now I'm, I'm shut down, and, and I'm in my bedroom, or I'm winding down downstairs, and I'm, I'm reading, and, and I'm, off, I'm off media, and I'm off Netflix, and you're off social media, and you're off emails, and you're off text, and, and, and I'm just going to wind down in the evening, and then when I get up in the morning, uh, I, I can get up earlier. I, I can be alert, and I can be awake, and, and it's interesting how I end the night is how I start the next day. And so if I end the night stressed and frustrated and worried and agitated, that's how I wake up in the morning. That's, how I, that's what I'm thinking all night. So, so I want you, and I desire for our church, that you really start understanding more about how you can have the beauty of God in the morning, morning with your prayer. There's just something special, something unique about prayer in the morning. It's going to set your agenda it's going to set your focus. It's going to set and reset your, 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 your thoughts for the day as you just start owning the morning. Uh, there's a principle all through the Word of God. We talked about it, I think, maybe last week, or just to touch on it, is that there's a principle called the first in the kingdom of God. And, and when it comes to the first, God says, I will not be a God in your life that you give me anything but the first. But the first. The first is important. We, we seek first the kingdom of God. We, we tithe. Tithe isn't just called giving 10%. It's called the first 10% or, or the top 10%. And, 
And so I, I would challenge you, challenge you, even as we're culminating 21 days of prayer and fasting, that, that order with God is important. Disorder is not of the kingdom of God. A life out of disorder, a thoughts out of disorder, a, a body, a spirit out of disorder is, is not what God wants. And so I'm encouraging you, as we don't, we don't quit 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're, we're, we're putting, a, 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 we're putting a, a comma here, maybe not a period, that this be something that you just keep on for the rest of 2023. I want to challenge you. Uh, it's so important with God that we give God the first, listen, the first of the day called the morning. We give God, everybody in the room, everybody online, you're giving God the first day of the week. And in January this year, we've done different things in years gone by, but for this year, 21 days in the first month of the year that we are setting aside to pray with fasting. We know the very first scripture in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, first four words, in the beginning, God. My, my prayer for you, my desire for you, is that before you begin your day, you would begin your day with God. Before you begin and send that email, send that text, look at what's going on in the world, or have your day run away with you, in the beginning, you will set a time in the morning to get alone with God. We said this last week that the intimacy, or we said this, the impact, I think is what we'll have here, the impact of your relationship with God, the impact of your life is going to be greatly determined by your intimacy with God, the, the impact of your life. By your, by your spiritual intimacy with God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to greatly impact your life. We, we know this, that marriages are only going to be successful if there is ongoing intimacy. Not, not just sexual, oh, that's important, but I'm talking about a soul connection. Time alone, just time with each other, that that marriage will thrive, that marriage will be successful. Is that the impact of your life, the spiritual impact of your life, will be determined by your intimacy with God. Man, I'm convinced of this, guys. I, 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 a life, listen, a life of spiritual significance is going to be forged alone in secret. It's going to be forged alone in secret. So if all your God time is here on a Sunday morning, I celebrate that. Thanks for being here. Th listen, this right here this morning is the cream on the top. It's the icing on the cake. We get to join together. We get to worship God together. But listen to me, if you don't own your own life, if you don't own your intimacy with God, I don't get a good marriage because you got a good marriage. I get a good marriage because I press in. I want to know my wife better. I'm going to be intimate with her. I want to understand her. I want, I want her to understand me. And how many know that can be a conflict sometimes? Come on, somebody say amen. I, I, I'm convinced, though, that, that, that a life of spiritual significance is going to be forged alone. And so all, all, all through this message for the next 35 or 38 minutes or so, I want to talk to you just about this alone time. I, I want you to own the morning. I, my, my prayer for you here is that you set aside time every morning to be alone with God. Can you imagine that the creator of the world actually wants to spend time with you? He actually desires to see you. Uh, um, you've probably seen me, maybe you haven't, but, but like Brittany's here. We've got two grandkids that live here. Uh, uh, Taylor's uh, seven and, Brit and, and, and Aria's, Aria's two. When Aria comes in the room, Taylor comes in the room. I don't, listen, if I'm talking to you, I'm sorry, but I'm going to leave you and I'm going to hug that baby. 
My attention is on that girl because they're coming, they're looking at me. My heart and my affection is for them. I want to see them. They live in Chula Vista. They just live five minutes away. I see them about three or four times a week. But every time I see them, it's like a new day. I want to see you again. I want to hug you again. I want to embrace you again. I want to kiss you again. And listen, God never gets tired of you see him seeing you every single day. Never. Never. Don't let prayer be some kind of laborious thing. You can actually enjoy it. Come on, everybody. I love this scripture in Psalm 46, verse 10. What a scripture by David. Check it out what he says. Be still and know. A couple different translations. See, recognize, and understand that I am God. In the morning... By yourself, here's my prayer, here's my desire for you in the morning. Before you're active, before you even maybe get the word out, before you talk to your spouse, you get alone and you be still. You calm yourself. You just get alone with God and you listen because in the stillness, there's going to be a knowing. There's going to be a seeing there's going to be a recognizing, and there's going to be an understanding of who he is and what he wants you to do for the day. I believe with all my heart, listen, knowing comes in stillness. We are so active. We are so, nothing like this generation. I mean, me now, just like you, I've got this thing back in my pocket called this iPhone, and this thing is with me or next to me 24 hours a day, just like you. It, it is driving my attention. It is trying to steal moments away from me when I shouldn't be engaged in that. Answering emails are either there on a computer or text or whatever it is, or just looking at the world, what's going on, watching some stupid TikTok video. Can I get an amen? But if I'm not careful, I'll waste away my morning time and I won't be still because in the stillness comes a knowing. In the stillness, comes an understanding. In the stillness comes a seeing of God's will and his purpose for my life. In that realm, I can see him and I can see me. Um, I, I believe this with all my heart, guys. I, I, I've, been, I've been in this realm for decades now. This isn't something new or new revelation. This is something that I've personally, in my personal prayer time, this is how I function. I want to give it to you. Listen, intimacy... Intimacy can and will breed activity. Intimacy with God can and will breed activity. But activity or busyness doesn't breed intimacy. It doesn't breed it. Activity won't get you closer to God, generally. Or busyness won't get you closer to God. It just won't. You've got to make up your mind, I am going to know God. I'm going to be still. I'm going to draw near to God. He said he'd draw near to me. I'm, I'm going to calm my mind. I'm going to get alone in the morning. I, I'm going to spend time in the morning. I'm going I'm I'm to get up 15 minutes earlier tomorrow morning, and I'm going to spend that time with God. What am I going to do for 15 minutes, Pastor Gary? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Listen to me. But you need to be a person that starts having an intimate relationship with God. Uh, what, what we know, li listen, is that is that from Jesus' life is a couple things. Jesus was extremely, extremely, I mean, listen, when I say this, he was extremely active publicly. 
he was extremely active publicly, but he was also extremely withdrawn prayerfully. It just wasn't the outside. It just wasn't what he was busy doing. It just wasn't preaching, teaching, healing the sick. What, what, what the foundation of that was, was an intimate relationship with the Father. And that is my desire for you and for me. Man, somebody said this. There's a saying that says, when you pray, move your feet. And absolutely. When, when you pray, you'll get up from prayer and have an agenda, have, have a focus. God will help you. But listen to me. Before you move your feet, you've got to get along with God and pray. Or else you could be moving your feet in a direction that God's not got for you. Like Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Your life could be, like somebody said, uh, there, there's a, there's a, uh, a uh, leadership guy, a Christian leadership guy, and his, uh, his, one, of his, um, one of his constant illustrations is a ladder, that we climb the ladder. And, it's, and you know, moving forward leadership with people and, and the kingdom of God. But he's also got this thought that you could be climbing the ladder and you could be having it going up the wrong tree is that it's very important that you and I hear God, we know God, we get alone with God, we have a prayer life that's consistent, diligent, pressing in, hearing God, pressing things out. If I need to fast, if I need to add fasting to it, I need to find space every single day that I get alone with God. Come on, somebody say amen. Help me this morning. Again, uh, we, we know now, uh, you know, in our house, um, I, I, think we've got, I think we've got this little tube, uh, this little cylinder, like, 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 a, like a little mini globe, and, and I think it's Alexa. Is it Alexa? It's Alexa. And so, so we play some music on it, but, but, but here's what I found. Uh, Alexa's listening to me. And, and you, know, you know what's going on now is that as soon as your phone is on, like right now, if your phone is on, your phone is listening to me. And so what we know is that with advertisers and how this whole AI thing is working now, they're sending you messages. They're sending you advertisements constantly. Th th listen, everybody is vying for your attention. The world is, the flesh is, the devil is, and listen to me, God is. I want to yield to God wanting to speak to me. So you and I have to shut off all those noise. Unplug, hey, come on, unplug your phone. Unplug Siri. Unplug Alexa. And come on, let's get Jesus talking to us, church. Come on, come on, let's hear the Holy Spirit in our lives. Man, Psalm 88, verse 13, check it out. I love this translation. David, as for me, I cry out to you, Lord. And in the morning, come on, somebody say in the morning. In the morning, my prayer greets you. Lord, I cry out to you. In the morning, my prayer is going to greet you. I'm going to be there every day. Hey, God, here I am again. My prayer is going to greet you. I'm so glad to just worship you today. I'm so glad to lift my hands today. I'm so glad just to look to you today. Lord God, my, my prayer is going to greet you today. Just like when you open up the door for somebody that's a friend. Welcome. Good to see you. Glad to be with you again today, God. Psalm 148, verse 8, New Living Translation. Check it out. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. Do you go through life and you wonder if you're loved by God? Are, are you going through life burdened and stressed and frustrated and anxious and, 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 and not knowing your place? Are you going through life like an orphan without a father and thinking that you've got to forge your own way? No, no, no. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. For I am trusting you, God. Show me. Where, where am I going to see some things in, in that private time, in that lone time when I'm still and I know he's God? 
Show me where to walk. Show me what I need to do, be doing with my life. Show me what classes I need to take at school. Show me what business I need to say yes to and no to. Show me what you want me to do with my life right now. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. Every morning again, I present myself to God. Lord, I'm a living sacrifice. I want to be holy, pleasing, acceptable unto you. I present my body to you, a living sacrifice. Lord, help me today. I renew my mind with your word. Father, let me think your thoughts. Let me speak your word. Lord, be with my mind. Be with my mouth. Be with my manners today, Lord God. Let me display who you are. I get all that in the morning. I recalibrate every day in the morning. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Sometimes because of schedule, it's 15 minutes. Sometimes, like yesterday, I couldn't sleep. I got up and I was wide awake at 2.20 in the morning. And I was awake from 2.20 and I just couldn't go to sleep. And so my day yesterday got jacked up a little bit. But you know what? I'm not living under condemnation. Jesus knows that. We had one clap. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's okay. Some of you go, hmm, wow, he didn't pray yesterday? Maybe we should leave. Ethel, come on, come on. <laughs> Early African converts to Christianity were earnest and regular in their prayer devotions. Every man had a separate spot in the thicket where he would pray. Over time, the paths to these places became well-worn. As a result, if one of the believers began to neglect prayer, it became apparent to the others. And they would go to the brother and they would say, brother, the grass grows on your path. How's your prayer path? Is it well worn? Every day. Every day, here I am again. Or is it overgrown with thickets and frustrations and worries and and I, I, I can't even find the path again. You can. You can. Because tomorrow morning, you're going to get up 15 minutes early, and you're going to start hewing that path again. And it might feel like you're in the dark, and in my, my grandma's house in Connecticut, and the cousins, we would play, play on each other, and we'd go up to the attic where it was pitch black. And, and there, come on, back in, in that time, it was just one 60-watt bulb where you pulled the thing. Come on, somebody, remember that? You pulled that little string. And we would walk around and the cousins are going to come out and they're going to scare the bajillies out of you. And so you're walking around and you can't see and you're just walking around trying to find a pattern. But, but come on, somebody, you, all of a sudden you found the string. Come on, everybody. You found the string and you pulled it on and light shine. Come on. And everything hidden became revealed. This is what we do in prayer. We just say, Lord, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm coming again. I'm going to forge the way. But I got my hands raised. Come on, church. I'm going to praise God because when I pray, I'm going to see something. Light's going to shine. Come on. Come on. Psalm 5. You're listening good. Psalm 5. I love this. Let's camp here for a second. Psalm 5, verse 1 through 3. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Look at this. My words. Consider my meditation, my thoughts. Consider how I'm med. Listen, here's prayer. Prayer is not only words to God. Prayer is quiet, still thinking, hearing. Listening, consider my meditation. Verse 2, give heed to the voice of my cry. Again, voice, voice, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. Check out verse 3. My voice, here it is again. My voice, my prayer, my cry, my voice, my voice, you shall hear. Come on, say it. In the morning, O oh Lord. Come on, in the morning, I will direct it to you. 
and I will look up. Different translation says, I'll wait for you to speak to my heart. In the morning, here I am, God. In the morning, here I am, God. You're going to hear my voice in the morning. Our grandkids, one of them, I think it's Ari, or maybe it was Taylor when she was young. We would have her at the house, and our bedroom is big enough that we actually got a couch in our bedroom, and we would make it, and that's where the kids would sleep. We didn't, we, well, we put them in a crib when they were real small, but we put them in a, in a, little, a little couch next to the bed. And, and, and Taylor, Taylor, when she was small, all of a sudden we'd be downstairs, and we'd hear, we'd hear a voice downstairs when she was there taking a nap. She'd say, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Lord, you're going to hear me in the morning. I know you want me. I'm awake. Thank you for this day. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. Come on, church. I'm going to be glad in it. Man, in the morning, Lord, I'm going to direct my prayer to you. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up and I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you to speak to my heart. This is phenomenal, this scripture, because let me give it to you here. Let me break it down for just a moment. I have it on the screen for you. That the word direct The word direct, Lord, I'm going to direct my prayer to you. The word direct is used by Moses for the priest to set in order the sacrifices to be brought to the Lord each day in the morning. One more time. Lord, I'm going to direct my prayer to you. In the morning, that same word. In Moses' day, the priests would offer their sacrifices to God. They would set in order all those animal sacrifices, what they were going to be doing day in, and day up. So what do we do? We welcome, we, we, as we come to God, we, we come to God, and we sacrifice our lives again on the altar. Lord, you do realize the sacrifice is consumed. You do realize the sacrifice is killed. Every day, I'm asking you, present your body a living sacrifice. Lord, I deaden, I deprive, I deprave my body from ruling me today. I present my life a living sacrifice. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you in the middle of my situation. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Yeah, every day. Old Testament says that those those, those sacrifices were like like sweet incense to God. Listen to me. Every day. God's in heaven saying, look at what you're doing down there. Look, 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 angels, look what they're doing down there. They're worshiping me. They're serving me. They're honoring me. They're, they're coming to me. They're, they're letting their lives be directed by me. And what's interesting, this same scripture, it also does this. It also describes an army. This is interesting. It also describes an army that's received an ordered strategy for battle. Again, this happens in the morning. In the morning, you're going to hear me. In the morning, I'm going to direct my prayer to you. In the morning, my voice is going to come to you. And Lord God, you're going to direct my life. You're going to direct. I'm I'm ordering my life around your precepts and around your word. And you're going to burn things up in my life. The the attack of the enemy is going to be broken in my life. Addiction or strongholds, things trying to come to my mind. The shield of faith. Come on, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. My life's changing. When I get out of this prayer time, my life is going to change. Come on, somebody. I ain't just coming here talking. No, I'm going to get up and have a meeting with God. And when I come up from this place, I might, listen, I might not have heard anything, but I know I've been with God. And his presence is going before me and behind me. And as Psalm says, he places his hand of blessing on my head. I'll never leave you, never forsake you, Gary. I'm here with you. you got, I, me and you, we got, we got each other all day. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm going to direct 
your life. I've received an order. I've received a strategy. In prayer, God gives strategy. How to pray for your marriage, how to pray for that crazy teenager, how to handle that business thing, how to deal with that unforgiveness. God will give you a strategy. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, let's look at this in Jesus' life. Let's, let's check this out and let's see what's going on with Jesus. John, John 15, Jesus says this. I love what he tells us. I am the vine, you're the branches. You're not the, you're not the vine, you're not the strength of your life. You're a branch to, connected to the vine. He who abides in me, notice this, abide, continually, vitally united to him, and bears much fruit, for without me, come on, somebody say it, I can do nothing. I just, you can do nothing. Uh, you're the vine, he's the branch. Come on, he's the vine, you're the branch. If you just abide vitally united to him, Come on, you're going to bear much fruit. You're going to bear much fruit. And Jesus just says, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing of eternal value. Without me, there'll be nothing spiritual working in your life that changes you, changes your family. You'll be like everybody else. You might have me on the inside. You might have said yes to Jesus when you're nine, but you're not abiding. How do you abide? Every day. (laughs) Every day I'm coming again. I'm recalibrating today. I want to be with you today. I want to hear from you today. I want to learn from you today. And and again, my my plea is that we just don't think we need to be active. We need to hang out with God because the busyness brings disappointment. The busyness brings frustration without the abiding. Jesus said this in verse 7 and 8. Check it out. If you abide in me. Come on, let's read it out loud. Church online as well. Come on, one, two, three, read. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Come on, verse eight, look at verse eight. By this, by what? By you being fruitful? By, by, by you abiding? Uh, by this my Father's glorified, that you bear fruit. Bear what? Come on, much fruit. And you'll be my disciples. So disciples, disciplined ones, followers of Christ, are supposed to be fruit-bearing trees. As a vine, come on, as a branch connected to the vine. How, how do you get that? We get that. By spending time with Jesus. Listen to me. Lasting fruit is the result of intimacy. This is abiding with Jesus in prayer. Lasting fruit, lasting fruit is the result of intimacy. Jesus actually called it in verse 16, fruit that remains. Not where you're up and down, you're in and out. I'm going to go to church. I'm not going to church. I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to serve God. No, no, no. I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am going to be the person that keeps bearing fruit because I have an ongoing, intimate relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's just see this prayer pattern in Jesus' life because how many you know if it was in Jesus' life, it should be in our life? Come on, wouldn't you say Amen. Uh, The first thing that we see is in Luke chapter 4, we see this, that the first thing that Jesus did after he was baptized, he was led by the Holy Spirit to go into the wilderness, the scripture says, to be tempted by the devil. Jesus was alone. Come on, somebody say alone. Being alone is one thing in a city. Being alone in the wilderness is a whole other thing. He was alone in the wilderness, and he fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. What will you read in Luke 4, Matthew 4, that same account, what you will read is that Jesus' devotion, his devotion, led to victory over every demonic temptation that he got. The devil tempted him. We know those three temptations. So after that time of intense prayer and fasting alone with the Father, 
getting direction from the Father, direct, my, my prayer being directed to you, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you, I, I'm, I'm receiving order, you're setting, giving me strategy. Come on, Jesus was a man just like us, tempted like us. He laid aside his, his God-like characters like that, and he was flesh and blood like us. So he had a Preston, he had some crazy think, thoughts, and I'm sure he had some crazy thoughts in the desert. What am I doing here? Is anything kind of happening? I'm alone with God, but, but Lord, what are you doing in my life? What's, gonna, what's my life going to look like after this? I, I believe it. That his private devotion, his private time with God, then, and, his, and, 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 and his, his victory in private then led to his victory in public. He got victory over the devil in private, and then he got victory over the devil for you and me in public. So listen to me. Win the battle in private, and you win the battle in public. Lose the battle in private, and you're going to lose the battle in public. How come I can't win? How come, how come stuff just, just kind of like, like, like the prophet said, it's like I get, I, get, I get some stuff in my hand, and then all of a sudden it just kind of comes through my fingers. How, how come nothing works? How come nothing sticks? How come I can't just have breakthrough that's not just breakthrough? But listen, I just don't want, I don't want to be the kind of church that we got a breakthrough. I want to be the kind of church and the kind of people that get a breakout. Come on, somebody. We just, come on, thank you, Jack. Appreciate you, Jack. Come on, I want to break out. Not just, Lord, I need another breakthrough. No, I want to break out and stay out of that stall. Come on, somebody. I don't want to go back into captivity. I, want, I, want to, I just don't want to break through for the yoke on me. I want to break out that yoke just don't ever get back on me. Come on, somebody, help me today. Well, how, how's that going to happen? I, 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 me, you, we're going to win the battle in private so we can win the battle in public. So, so th this is Jesus' pattern. This is Jesus' pattern, and this is what I want for you. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Check it out. Read it with me. One, two, three, read. Very early. Stop right there. Very early. Very early. Very early. The next morning. Come on, read it with me. Long before daylight. Some of y'all going, I had never seen no daylight in the morning. G check this out. Come on. Come on. You, you, listen, I've said this for decades now. Read the Bible slow. Prayer and meditation. Jesus got up, put on his robe, put on his sandals, got up, made a cup of cafe moto. Come on, somebody. You got to have some coffee if you're getting up early. And he left the house. He left the house. He went out of town to a lonely place where he prayed. This is your prayer pattern. In the morning, not just in the morning, kind of early in the morning, long before daylight. Listen to me. I, I, I get it. Mom, listen to me. Mom, with those two, three kids, I get it. I get it. But you got to carve some time. Listen, Dad, I, I, know, I, I know your schedule. Listen, your work starts at 6. I get it. You got to be on the highway at 5. I get it. You got to figure all that out. This is no condemnation. I'm just saying get along with God, get along with Jesus, and say, help me figure this out. Help me figure this out. Because I've got to have time with you every day. I've got to have you set the agenda. Give me a strategy today, Lord. I'm going to work, and everybody where I work is crazy. 
It's going to be stressful today, Lord. I know what's coming up today. That's why I need to pray before I get in the day. Come on, somebody. He went out of town to a lonely place, a lonely place where he prayed. Luke 5, 16. What, what, he just wasn't one and done. This is what he did. This is his pattern. Luke 5, 16. So he himself often withdrew. He himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Often withdrew. Another translation says this. However, he made a practice of withdrawing to remote places in order to pray. How do he do what he did? How do he keep teaching? How do he keep, how, how do he keep that attitude? How did he not have like me, you heard me say, spirit of choke sometimes gets on me. I want to choke somebody. How, how, how do you not choke somebody out? He got along with God every day where he would pray and he would be with God. If Jesus regularly needed to pray in the wilderness, and listen, I, I, I don't believe this was an occasional thing. This is a daily thing. Different translations. Deserted place, wilderness places, solitary places. And he prayed, you need to do it too. So the question, where's your quiet place? Where's your silent place? Where's your still place? Where's your alone place? I've got one. It's on a couch right now in my living room. I'll get up early. I'll be with God. I'll stay alone with God. I'll kneel sometimes. I'll bow. I'll have that time. I'll walk around. I've got just a few lights on. Sometimes I'll play some music in the background. Generally not. I'm alone with God where I can hear from him. Then my life's different than yours. I know that I'm a pastor. My job is this, if you will. But I'll have time that I'm reading and I'll, I'll read the word. And, and it's just, and, and sometimes there's patterns to it. Sometimes there's not. And I'll just start reading things. Listen to me. I, I, my, my, my desire for you during this time isn't just where we're asking God in prayer to change you or change things around you. Listen, let me, let me just pump the brakes here for a minute. Because we talk about that. We've talked about it, you know, Matthew 7. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Part of your time, that's cool. What I'm saying, first when you get up in the morning, it's not about asking. Listen to me. It's not about changing you. It's about being with God. Being in His presence. I, I believe this. This is up for debate. Maybe you don't believe it. That's okay. It's no, not going to get any, any of us out of heaven. Just a thought. When Jesus was up all night praying, I don't believe he was praying all night. I don't believe he was talking all night. I believe he was listening. I believe he was learning. I believe he was hearing. I believe he was meditating. So let, let me say this, is that let prayer become more of a being with God than asking from God. Let prayer become more of a being with God than asking from God. I, I think uh, we, we all know this person, so if they're in the room, don't look at them right now. But don't let prayer be like that person in your life that you only hear from them when they want something. I've got a guy that I know right now, the only time I hear from him is when he wants something from me. It's, 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 there's no connection. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, listen, friends communicate. They pick up the conversation where they left off. You've got that kind of friend. I've got that kind of friend as well. That, that's abiding. 
abiding. Abiding isn't what I do for just that 15 minutes and then I leave. Abiding is I'm taking that presence with me all throughout the day. That's what God wants. Where we're just talking to God. Uh, but, but again, the struggle with us in this generation is that we're bent towards activity. And prayer could be this transactionary uh, concept for us. It, it's like when you go to Starbucks, some, some of you all, and you go through the drive-thru. And you, you, you get the drive-thru and it's your turn and you just can't wait. And, and you're like, I, I, I need a venti, a cappuccino, light mocha, extra hot, 104 degrees with two shots of espresso. And I need, I need extra foam and I need light milk. And, and th- throw a little almond milk in there and, and uh, see, I'm going to go pay for it right now. See ya. And I get, I get mine and, and, and I'm out. No. That's not what God wants. Listen to me. Listening is done in the quiet. It's done in the quiet. That you and I need to learn, learn to develop a quiet inner life. Somebody coined this phrase and I really like it. Here's the phrase. Unhurried waiting. I've, I've said this before. One of the, one of my greatest weaknesses is just, you know, patience. And um, uh, uh, my, and when I get in a car, I'm trying to go from A to B as fast as I can, legally, and sometimes not legally. I'm just trying to get there. In a couple of weeks after church on the first Sunday of February, we'll be going to Vegas to see my son and daughter-in-law and the two grandkids. And believe me, on that Sunday, I'm gonna try to get to Vegas as fast as I can. Not legally. Come on, somebody. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Jason, don't get me, Jason. Jason's, and we got some police officers in the room. Come on. They're, they're, I see him on their, I see him on their call right now. Check out Pastor Gary. Here we go. No, no, we got some good men. But this unhurried waiting, unhurried. Listen to me. Real prayer cannot lead to boredom. Just want to get along with God. I'm decluttering. I'm uncluttering quiet my mind, but quiet my soul. Daniel's success, I believe, when we read in the scripture, his success in public was because of his consistent prayer life in private. What do you mean? What do you mean? The Bible says the brother prayed three times a day. That, that was Jewish history. That was Jewish. These boys were raised in that. They prayed in the morning, they prayed at noon, and they prayed at night. Maybe you do that. Maybe you stop things. You put an alert in your phone and it says, not only in the morning, because you're going to start owning in the morning, but, but at noon. Hey, I'm getting ready to go to lunch. Before I go to lunch, not just pray over the meal, but I'm going to spend two minutes. And I'm just going to direct my attention to you, Lord God. And then at night, before I go to bed, as we talked about that examine prayer, I'm going to look at some things. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to, I'm going to get quiet with you. I'm going to look back at my life and ask you how I did. And if I need to repent about some things, Lord God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be with you. I want to abide with you. And you are going to start seeing a presence of God in your life like never before. He's going to start showing you things. You're going to start hearing from him. So there's going to be stuff working in your life that has been out of work in your life. Things that haven't happened are going to start happening because you're abiding. Come on, somebody. You're abiding in the vine. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Art's on the piano, but let me give you a couple more thoughts this morning. Psalm 91. We know it. Verse 1. Read it with me, will you? He who dwells, stop right there, dwells, dwells. You're not an Airbnb Christian. I'm not here for a couple days. I'm an owner. I'm going to own this. He who dwells, where? In the secret, stop, 
Do you have a secret place? Do you have a secret place? If not, you've got to find one. You've got to get a well-worn path to the secret place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, here it is, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A secret place where I abide. And from there, the rest of Psalm 91 can be enjoyed. But it begins as you abide with Him. It begins as you dwell in the secret place. Check out what the word dwell means. Check it out. It means to sit down. It means to remain. It means to not be in a hurry. So I, I'm going to dwell. Lord, here, here I am. I'm going to sit down. I'm not in a hurry. This isn't a drive-by prayer. This isn't a Starbucks order. So, sometimes those are okay. But the foundation, the direction of my life is going to be, I'm going to dwell. I'm going to abide. I'm going to remain here. Listen to me. It's where I have, you see this word in the book of Psalms. That's selah. Selah. It means stop, pause, calmly think of it. You'll see that, that David wrote and others. After they would say something, it's generally many times it's with music, with music overloads. And, and I'm going to pause everything. I'm going to pause the music. And I'm just going to be here alone, quiet, pause, and think about you. So let me wrap it up this morning. You did good. You're listening good. I'm sensing God working in all of us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 6. It says this, Jesus talking, but when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is present in that secret place. Your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. I, I don't know about you. But if you're not a prayer person and you're kind of like on the fence with this thing, I'd jump off the fence right now. If this is, if this is true, if, if, if this is true, come on, if this is true, and, and maybe you're just a, 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 a consumer Christian, and forgive me, maybe you're not a contributor yet, maybe you're not a partner, maybe you're not a, a, a relational guy with Jesus yet, but you're just a, a, a consumer Christian, we want to get you out of that. But, but if you're just, I need a reward, then this is for you. And God says, I'm going to reward you. But before you get a reward, you're going to have to be with me. Now listen to me. Might be the best thing I said all day. But I know I've said some, dropped some gold nuggets today. The first thing Jesus said about prayer wasn't what to pray or how to pray. Check it out. The first thing Jesus King of Kings and Lord of Lords said is where to pray. Don't miss it. Not what to pray, not how to pray, but where to pray. What do you do? I find a room in my house. I found a spot in my house. I find an alone place in my where, where the kids aren't doing. Where the noise is away, where the distractions are away, and I shut the door. And in that spot, in that place, I pray to the Father. Listen to me. Read this translation. I pray to the Father who is present 
in that secret place. Oh my God and my Lord, don't miss it. When I forged out a prayer path, a pathway, and I've kept things un- from, from, from keeping me out, and, and there's a well-worn path, when I come into the secret place, somebody is waiting for me. Called the Father. Find a place. Just sense the Spirit of God saying, I'm going to reward you. I want, I want to meet you. I want to give you a strategy. I want to talk to you. But you have to leave your house. I've got to leave my bed. I've got to leave my comfort. And I've got to have a place every day that I abide unitedly, just vitally united to the, to the life source, to Jesus. When I come, Father, you promised that you'd meet me in secret. Secret. Listen to me. Own the morning. Own the morning. And some mornings, listen to me, I'll sit there and I'll just cry and bawl my eyes out as I think about what God's done for me and to me and praying for certain people in the church, you and the church. Other times, listen, can I be honest with you? Other times, it's like, I don't know if I got any. Must I had the tacos last night. I didn't get anything this morning. But listen to me. I did. Because when I was there, he was there. So whether I sense it or not, whether I understand it fully or not, he's there. Build a rhythm to your prayer life. Listen to me. The morning wants to be beautiful for you. And it can be. And you might say, let's just close with this. You might say, well, well pa- you know, Pastor Gary, what do I do? Okay, I got, I got a place. I'm going to go. I'm going to shut the door. It's just like, oh, what, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know how to pray. And I don't know. And it's, hey, listen, number, number one, listen to me. We're not talking about performance. We're not talking about performance. The, the, the angels in heaven aren't going, well, you know, Gary was like a C minus today. Guys, I don't know about that. Just like the grandkids or your kids when they're small. When they come, wow, good to see you. Let's go. It's not about performance. It's not about grade. It's about being. So I encourage you to do this week. Listen to me. We're, we're culminating 21 days of prayer and fasting. Don't stop, number one, if you've already started praying, getting that. But, but if you've not, start building a rhythm of prayer in the morning in the morning what do i pray what do i do start with the lord's prayer right after that in matthew chapter 6 the disciples said lord teach us to pray wow we've never heard any rabbis pray like you teach us to pray jesus said okay here's what we'll do let it be a formula let let, let it be a, a foundation let it be a direction for you our father who art in heaven come on somebody help me hallowed be your name our father i'm coming to you father the Father of lights, the God of all comfort. I thank you, Lord God. I'm coming to you today. You're in the secret place, and I come to you. Hallowed be your name. Holy, set apart, revered is your name. Your healer, your sanctifier, your savior. You're my shepherd. You're my deliverer. Come on, somebody. You're my baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You're king of kings. You're captain of the host of the armies of heaven. You're good, Lord. 
your good will. Hallowed is your name. Your holiness exudes from you. And I'm a partaker of your beauty. Come on. And you just go through the Lord's Prayer. And you have time with God. And from that foundation, your connection with God will grow. Again, forgive me for all the grandparent stories, but I'm, I love my grandkids. Taylor's communication with me as a seven-year-old is totally different than Aria's communication with me as a two-year-old. And I love to hear, as you do too, as the kids, and they start getting more and more vocal and more, and they can use their words. And, and sometimes Taylor's like, or Aria, two years old, is kind of like, she's talking, I have to look at mom like, what, what's she saying, right? What's she saying? But you know what? When she's looking at me and she's like in her house and I'm sitting on the couch, she's in front of me, she's very animated. She's bah, yeah, bah, bah, bah. And I'm going, I'm with you, baby. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm with you. Sometimes that might be your prayer. I, I, I don't know exactly what to say. God says, listen, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Come on, stand. Would you do it? All over the room. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Come on, all over the room. Maybe you're, you've never done that before. Come on, stretch today. Let, 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 let that be a stretch. Lord, I, we lift our hands in the sanctuary to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I pray a spirit of prayer will come upon every single one of us, oh God, that we desire it more and more, to see you, to know you more and more. Help us, Lord God, in the morning our prayers will be directed to you very early set our, help us holy spirit J just be, be more alert in the morning help us order our life and direct our life and our prayer to you give a strategy lord god speak to us but father god more than anything when we come into this secret place you are there in your presence is fullness of joy. We love you, Lord, and thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to be with you. Come on, somebody say, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church, amen. Come on, did you receive that today? Come on, did you receive that? I, I believe you did. Come on, bow your head, would you do that? Father God, today we just pray for everybody in the room or online that's away from you, doesn't know you, and prayer might be foreign to them and might be just a religious thing. But Lord God, during this time today and during the weeks gone by, their hearts have been open to you to want to know you, want to know you better. So Father, we just thank you that you save people away from you. You want your kingdom full. You want the house of God full. And so Father, we thank you today for every person in the room or online that's listening, that their hearts are being open to the gospel today. If you're in the room and you don't know Jesus Christ, or your head's bowed, your eyes closed, no one looking around, you're in the room and you don't know Jesus or you're away from him. Maybe you've opened up your heart to some things that you just know aren't right, aren't good. And you say, I'm coming back to God today. I need Jesus in my life. All over the room, come on, when I count to three, lift your hand. We're going to pray a prayer and God is going to save you right there where you're at. Come on, one, two, three, all over the room. Say, I need Jesus. I want Jesus all over the room. Awesome. I see two hands, three hands, three hands. Thank you. Thank you for your boldness and your courage. Come on, you that raised your hand, pray this out loud. We're going to pray with you. But you mix faith right there, right now, where you're at. Come on, church, let's help everybody pray this. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. 
So I ask you, in the name of Jesus, to be my Lord and my Savior forever and ever. I repent. I change my mind. I change my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, a spiritual transaction just happened right there. Come on, church. Three people just turned to the Lord today. Come on, church. Come on, remember when you didn't know Jesus? Come on, church.